From the heart of our nation's capital, here's Family Research Council President Tony Perkins. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Washington Watch. Coming up on this Monday edition, we're broadcasting live from the studios of the Unashamed Podcast with the Duck Commander, uh, who, along with Al Robertson, will be joining me a little later here on Washington Watch. I'm in uh, North Louisiana to speak to pastors at the Louisiana Baptist Convention tonight. So we're on the road keeping an eye on Washington from Monroe, Louisiana. Over the weekend, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals placed a permanent stay on the Biden administration's private business vaccine mandate, saying the mandate grossly exceeds OSHA's statutory authority. Even as the court put the brakes on the mandate train, congressional Democrats are calling on the Biden administration to mandate vaccines for domestic air travel. Congressional Republicans are saying that mandate won't fly. We'll talk with Louisiana Congressman Garrett Graves, a the ranking member on the Aviation Subcommittee on the Transportation Committee in the House. We'll talk about uh, this uh, as well as uh, more happening in Washington. A just-released Washington Post-ABC News poll shows President Biden's job approval rating hasn't hit bottom, but it's close, with a 38% approval rating. President Biden has Democrats in crisis mode as legacy media paints nightmare scenarios for the 2022 midterm election. One of the issues creating problems for the Democrats is an issue that has long been a strength for the Democrats, public education. Parents, though, are fed up with the woke curriculum. That's one of the issues we'll talk about when Phil and Al Robertson of Duck Dynasty joins me here in their studio as we uh, are on the opening of duck season. We'll also talk about how the RNC is pursuing the very agenda that has Democrats in trouble. The website, TonyPerkins.com. If you miss anything, it's all archived right there at TonyPerkins.com. All right, from coast to coast, border to border, let's pray together for life on Sunday evening, November the 28th, 7 p.m. It's a national prayer gathering in Jackson, Mississippi, in advance of the U.S. Supreme Court hearing oral arguments in the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization case. This is the case that could overturn Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court decision that made abortion legal in all 50 states back in 1973. To find out how you can be a part of this historic night of prayer, text the word TOGETHER to 67742. That's TOGETHER to 67742. Late Friday, a unanimous three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, which is a uh, headquartered in New Orleans, extended its order blocking the Biden administration's rule requiring companies with more than 100 employees to force their workers to get the COVID shot. This, uh, or they would have to submit to regular testing or lose their job. In its 22-page opinion, uh, the court stated that the Occupational Safety and Health Administration's emergency regulation, quote, grossly exceeds OSHA's statutory authority end quote, adding that the mandate, quote, raises serious constitutional concerns. With me now uh, to talk about this and uh, more is Congressman Garrett Graves, a member of the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee and the ranking member on the Aviation Subcommittee. He happens to be my congressman as he represents the 6th Congressional District of Louisiana. Uh, Garrett, welcome uh, to Washington Watch. Hey, thanks. Great to see you, Tony. So um, what are your thoughts on the Fifth Circuit ruling? 
Oh, I, I think they're exactly right. From the beginning, we believe that OSHA was exceeding their authority in trying to come in and effectively tell every employer across the United States with certain number of employees that they had to be the police. They had to come in and be the heavy and force these mandates on, on folks without proper flexibility, without really thinking through this. I, I think that the Fifth Circuit was exactly right. I thought their justification was exactly right. And the fact that they ended up having this panel that unanimously determined that, that this rule was inappropriate was, was very encouraging. So, Congressman Graves, now this is uh, one out of multiple mandates. This is the mandate on private employers. We still have the mandate that is being imposed upon healthcare workers, about 18 million healthcare workers through uh, institutions that receive uh, Medicaid or Medicare funding. Also have the federal contractors and you also have the the military. Do you anticipate seeing anything on those mandates uh, being stayed by the court? I, I do think that you're going to see additional, uh, I guess, momentum as a result of what's happened here. Um, while this one is specific to the authority that OSHA is trying to use in this case, I think that you have similar overreach by the federal government trying to impose, for example, this mandate on airlines, calling airlines contractors, calling anyone who may even be a a grant recipient of the federal government, a contractor. Look, this is an extraordinary overreach. It, it, it suggests that the American public is incapable of, that we're incapable of having conversations with our own healthcare providers, with our own doctors, and just determining what is best for us. It, it, it suggests that we don't care about our own health and those of our family members and neighbors. And, and I think that this is a gross overreach. Tony, just the very concept of the federal government having the authority to force Americans to inject something into their bodies, I think is just a gross overstep of, of the federal government's authority. And I think it, it really encroaches on our personal freedoms and liberties. And, and Tony, this is coming from someone who lost their father to COVID. I take this very, very seriously, but this is an overreach by the federal government. Well, and you've you've addressed another aspect. Uh, you mentioned airlines and what we uh, see Democrats, some of your Democratic colleagues calling on the Biden administration and the TSA to impose domestic uh, testing and uh, vaccination requirements. You, as the ranking member on the aviation subcommittee, have already uh, sent off a letter. Tell our listeners what's going on there. We, I, I said this months ago that this was coming. Um as I have said, that they're going to probably mandate it in our schools now that they've approved it for uh, the shots for tots. So uh, update our listeners on what's happening with Congress and domestic air travel. Well, so what's happening right now is there's a group of, of Democrat members of Congress that are trying to uh, force the FAA to require that all domestic travelers be vaccinated or show proof of a negative test before being able to fly. So you, you've got to look at all this holistically. Look, we had hearings earlier this year where the airlines, where universities were coming in, including some of the top research institutes in the United States, were coming in and saying that airline travel is safe, that they effectively had not found any 
uh, cases of where transmission happened on an airplane. I don't remember how many zeros before, or excuse me, after the decimal that they showed on the chances of this happening on how uh, the, the air cabin quality is filtered and, and uh, entirely re replaced in like 90 seconds on numerous aircraft. Um, yet in this case, they're suggesting that uh, traveling by airplane is uh, unsafe. Look, you put on top of this, this burden that, that you probably don't even have the capacity to, to, do the, to do the testing quickly, but you put on top of it the, the mandates that they're trying to put on all the air traffic controllers, the mandates that they're trying to force on all the TSA employees, the mandates that they're trying to put on all the airline employees. Look, you think you've seen uh, bad holiday travel conditions. You just wait. This is going to be an awful nightmare on top of the supply chain issues. Uh, they really are trying to just give the, the Grinch free reign this Christmas. This is, this is awful, awful strategy. No one in this administration is thinking through it, and it, it has the potential to really have an adverse impact on our holidays. Well, they rarely do think through the unintended consequences of these policy decisions. I mean, as a frequent traveler, as you are, in fact, we're often on the same plane, um, travel period is a nightmare, regardless, uh, before we even put these additional aspects on there. Um, so if this is um, required, uh, what are the airlines saying about this? Because I would think that this is going to hurt not only the airline's are they going to have to meet the, you know, the, the requirements of testing, getting proof? So that's going to bog, that's going to bog things down. But I think a lot of people just opt not to travel. This would have to hurt their bottom line, I would think. I, I agree. And the airlines to date have come out and said in regard to the, to the uh, travel mandate, they have come out like months ago and said that they were opposed to it. In fact, even the flight attendants and others had indicated their opposition to it. Now, interestingly, and a little bit different subject, Tony, is that the airlines largely did come out after taxpayers gave them tens of billions of dollars to cover their payroll during the pandemic. They came out and told their employees, some of the airlines came out and told their employees, they were going to fire their employees if they didn't get mandate, if they didn't get the uh, comply with the vaccine mandate. Think about that for just a minute. We just paid their paycheck, uh, these airline employees, for months and months only to have the airlines turn around as a result of this federal mandate and tell employees they were going to be fired if they didn't comply. Now, recently, I've seen some of the airlines come out and say, oh, well, we have, you know, 99% compliance with vaccination. That's because they fired the other people. This really is inexcusable. It's a waste of taxpayer funds to, to pay the salaries on the one hand and turn around and fire folks on the other and, and really just a flawed approach that this administration is taking. Uh, Congressman Garrett Grace, I want to play a clip of uh, President Biden earlier today, White House ceremony, uh, signing ceremony for the infrastructure bill. Uh, here's just a clip of what he had to say. Clip number four, please. Are you aware of conversations between Are you aware of Here in Washington, uh, we've heard countless speeches and promises and white papers from experts. But today, we're finally getting this done. So my message to the American people is this. America's moving again, and your life is going to change for the better. Your response, Congressman Garrett Graves? Uh, Tony, as you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of infrastructure investment, but this administration, on the one hand, um, has this idea that dumping money into an issue is going to solve it, 
Um, they have come in and they have increased the regulatory burden uh, to where it is more complicated, more time consuming. It actually ignores things like cost and benefit uh, uh, evaluations and politicizes how dollars are going to be handed out. So I predict that you're going to have slow implementation. You're going to have billions and billions of dollars sitting in the bank for years that were appropriated under this legislation. And we're going to be stuck in a bureaucratic, just, just really morass or, or red tape for years trying to actually get these projects implemented. Um, I, I, I'll say it again. I'm a huge fan of infrastructure investment, but you've got to follow the right criteria to make sure that the dollars are going to the right places. And the key issue is that you've got to have a project delivery process that reflects the urgency of your project. And, and Tony, you know that as well as anyone uh, with, it, with a major project right there in your backyard that we've been working on for years and years. In fact, um, uh, that project's been around since the early 1980s and still isn't even finished. Yeah, and and, I, and you, you stated that well. I, of all the members of Congress, you understand infrastructure and you're good at driving these projects through. But for you to uh, analyze this and say it comes up short, that, uh, that says uh, a lot. Uh, Congressman Garrett Graves, always great to talk with you. Thanks so much for, uh, for joining us today on Washington Watch. You bet. Thanks, Tony. All right. He's right. We've been working on drainage issues back when I was in office. It takes forever to get these projects going forward. And there's nothing in this bill that would suggest it's going to move any of these major projects forward. It's just throwing more of your tax dollars into a government rat hole. That's the way I see it. All right. Coming up, I'll be joined by Duck Dynasty's Phil and Al Robertson's host of Unashamed Podcast to talk about the news of the day. Stay tuned. Don't go away. Are you struggling to spend consistent time in God's Word? Then join Family Research Council on an exciting journey through the Bible. FRC's two-year Bible reading plan helps you to approach daily Bible reading with an intentional focus of diving deeper into the nature of God and how His Word speaks into cultural issues. By studying the Bible, we can see the grandeur of God unfold throughout the past. The Stand on the Word reading plan takes you through daily scripture in an engaging manner to help you stay grounded in God's truth. All wisdom comes from God, and He has given us the Bible as a way to understand the world. Start this adventure today with Family Research Council. When you sign up, we'll text you every Sunday with daily passages and questions that help prepare you for conversations with your friends and family. To begin this journey, visit frc.org Bible. With the current division and confusion of our culture, it is so important for Christians to root ourselves in the truth of God's Word so that we are prepared to give a reason for the hope that we have. For this purpose, Family Research Council launched the Center for Biblical Worldview. The Center applies the Bible and the historical teachings of the Church to current issues. This helps Christians understand and live by a biblical worldview, know why Scripture must be authoritative, and equips believers to advance and defend the faith in workplaces, schools, communities, and the public square. The experts at the center address and provide resources on issues like religious liberty, abortion, voting, marriage, and sexuality. To access free resources like the Biblical Worldview series, go to frc.org worldview. To get highlights of the latest work of the Worldview Fellows, 
including blogs, interviews, and publications, sign up at frc.org slash subscriptions. At Family Research Council, it is important to us that we stay connected with you and that you stay informed. With the increase in tech censorship of conservatives and Christians, we've decided to be proactive to make sure we don't go completely dark due to censorship. That is why we've created a tech subscription platform. If we get canceled, you can stay informed and still find updates on faith, family, and freedom. How? Just text STAND to 67742 to sign up for our text alerts, and you will get FRC's content straight to your phone. Again, just text STAND to 67742, and you will get special alerts on the biggest stories of the day. You can stay informed with just a simple text. We want you to be able to stay connected with like-minded community and to always have access to our content. Stay connected and informed. Just text STAND to 67742. Welcome back to Washington Watch. I'm your host, Tony Perkins, broadcasting not from my normal studios. Uh, we are actually in uh, Monroe, Louisiana, North Louisiana, uh, where we are in the studios of uh, Phil and Al Robertson, the Unashamed podcast. You've probably uh, caught that. If not, you should, where uh, each week they just kind of walk through the issues looking at the Bible. And so they're joining me in studio. I'm joining them in the studio, I guess. I'm in your studio. Uh, Phil, Al, welcome to Washington Watch. Absolutely. Welcome to the Unashamed Lair. Where we are, uh, this is the first time we've been called studios. So I'm like, <laughs> well, that sounds I, official. I, I said, that if they open that door and look yeah, out I'm there, they said, boy, that. this is quite the studio. I mean, you know, a lot of firearms and, and mud vehicles. Like, building. Yes. This, this is much better than the DC <laughs> environment. <laughs> which right. I, I, can only, swamp. I can only imagine. Yeah, that's the real swamp the real up there. Swamp. Yeah, I, I couple, feel like pretty good now i'm in the studio yeah. <laughs> well let's talk some issues here um the abc news washington post poll release a date more bad news for joe biden uh 70 of americans say the economy is doing poorly and uh, joe biden's approval rating has collapsed at 38 percent has uh democrats uh scurrying because of the uh, dire predictions for the 2022 election uh what do you guys think? The, the president is the economy. Is he getting a bad rap for the economy or does he own it? Uh, I said while he was running Joe Biden, when he ran for office, I said, if this guy wins, it's going to be a nightmare, <laughs> literally a nightmare. Well, he did win. It is a nightmare. And, and what's, what's so bad is I feel like he could have coasted for a while I mean, he could have left a lot of, you know, Trump's executive orders, the thing that made the things that made sense to leave. And he could have coasted a pretty good while. But but by doing what he did and the way he did it, I mean, he has just enhanced the collapse. So I'm not really surprised he's falling through the floor. You know, I, I really I'm really not. Me? And, and I think the whole idea of consumer confidence and where everybody's at and the supply chain issues. I mean, these are going to start to build on top of one. I can't imagine you know, a year or two from now. If America can't see through these current policies coming out of Washington and the the vastness hurtful policies that are coming out of there, if they can't look at that in the next three years or whatever it is, 
for Biden's term, they're going to deserve what they get. If they can't see through that. Well, but I would I would actually say that when you look at the party platforms, he is doing exactly what the Democratic Party called for. Yep, yep. Uh, and so, in fact, we, we, we warned people when you look at these party platforms, they predict eight, almost 80 percent of the time what the party is going to do. So this is what they said. Taxpayer funding of abortion. Yep. Uh, and in fact, you recall in the debate when President uh, then President Trump pressed him on his desire to do away with refineries. Now, we're in Louisiana where, you know, not so much here in North Louisiana, but you do have some oil up here mm-hmm. moving more toward the South. I mean, he cut off the Keystone pipeline and now wanting to know why oil is uh, becoming more expensive. Even Chuck Schumer today calling uh, on the president to open up the oil reserves to try to get these uh, gas prices down. That's policy decisions and the implications we're feeling it at the pumps. Yep. You nailed it though. When you're surrounded and I believe President Biden is surrounded by people supposedly he ran as a moderate, which we knew was not true, but that's what he ran on. And then now he's being hijacked by the left of his own party as part of this platform. So what you're seeing is all this capitulation. Well, of course, it's having terrible effects. So he's not leading. It's right. leading him. And I think that's the whole issue for him. Well, I'm going to talk a couple other issues here. One, uh, the uh, mentioned this, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, again, located in Louisiana. It's a Louisiana-centric show today. Uh, they put a, a kind of a permanent stay on the vaccine mandate for private employees. But, you know, we've been pushing this issue of looking at the numbers, the science. The CDC has not been posting all of the uh, the, uh, infection rates and recovery rates. Finally, they put this information up last week, and we come to find out it's not 2% of the population that that dies. It's the mortality rate of getting the virus. It's uh, less than a half, about a half a percent. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not more people are dying of heart disease in this country uh, because of uh, poor appetite, no exercise. So, I mean, are we going to have mandates on what you can eat? I mean, they're going to take duck off the menu. Uh, what, what are they doing? <laughs> I tell you, one of the reasons we're not the Robertson clan. We're not here trying to overthrow anyone but the devil himself. <laughs> The devil, we for overthrowing him in your life. Other than that, we're not into politics very deep because we're simply trying to give them good news in the midst of a terrible point in time. But we don't want anybody helping the devil out. That's that's right. So what I'm saying is, you know, Romans 128 pretty well says it. Our problem is what the Roman problem was since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They're full of every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They're gossip, I'm quoting, they gossip, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful, I mean, they, they, they invent ways of doing evil there. Think about the human race. If you were part of the apostle Paul's words, they're senseless, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. If you just look at all that and say, why in the world would we go down that road? But we have, we've gone down that road and it's up for grabs on uh, how many will finally get a gut full of it. Turn but, to God. But, you know, we're, we have a real complex message. Uh, love God and love your neighbor. 
and we don't see the downside with either one of those things. Well, in the end of uh, that chapter in Romans, it said they celebrate those things when others yeah. do them. And, uh, and that's... That's uh, the scary part in all this. Right. When we come back, we're going to actually talk some practical aspects of this when you look at what's happening in public education, uh, because that is where we have government working to advance an agenda that runs counter to biblical truth and morality, which this country was built upon. Um, that, in fact, you said, um, you know, until people get a belly full and they're willing to push back. That's exactly what's happening with parents across the country with this radical agenda in education, the critical race theory, the gender confusion that's being sown in the minds of our children. But what happens, parents get involved, they speak out, and the federal government releases the FBI. We're talking about that next. Don't go away. What is religious liberty and why should you care about it? Simply put, religious liberty is the freedom to choose your religious beliefs and to live according to those beliefs. Why should we care about this freedom? At Family Research Council, we care about religious freedom because we believe that it is an inherent human right that all governments have an obligation to protect. Tragically, not all governments do. Religious persecution is a tragic reality around the world that is not often acknowledged by the media even though attacks on people of all faiths continue to increase globally. In Scripture, God calls Christians to pray and care for the persecuted church, the downtrodden, and those who cannot help themselves. Therefore, we must be advocates for those persecuted for their faith. To access Family Research Council's latest resources and to learn more about religious freedom and what you can do to help the persecuted, go to frc.org slash religious liberty. Do you want to be able to stay up to date on conservative news? Are you looking for Christian resources to help you stay politically engaged? Then download Family Research Council's Stand Firm app. With all of our content available at your fingertips, you will conveniently be able to stay up to date throughout your busy day. The Stand Firm app will give you access to a variety of resources, such as our most recent episodes of Washington Watch with Tony Perkins, tweets, and other social media posts, and our latest blogs, updates, and publications. Additionally, you will have the opportunity to take action and make your voice heard by contacting your elected officials on the issues that most concern you. Visit the App Store on your smartphone or mobile device and search Stand Firm to download Family Research Council's official Stand Firm app. Washington Watch. I'm your host, Tony Perkins, broadcasting from the studios of Unashamed, the podcast with uh, Phil and Al Robertson. As we're up in uh, North Louisiana, speaking to the Louisiana Baptist Pastors Conference uh, tonight here in North Louisiana. Uh, Phil, Al, again, thanks uh, for letting us use your studio today. Absolutely. No problem. (laughs) All right. Um, I know we're all aware of this. The National School Boards Association in a letter that they sent to President Biden asking for the federal government to get involved with what was happening at school districts and school board meetings, 
actually stating that it was in a six-page memo that um, what parents were doing was equivalent to domestic terrorism. <laughs> now, as we suspected, uh, there was uh, collusion between the White House and the National School Boards Association. In fact, the acting executive director has now been given a plum post over at the Department of Education. Uh, Merrick Garland, who the D attorney general who was spearheading this effort for the federal government, three days after, three working days after this letter hit the White House, he announced this effort. Uh, here's an exchange with Senator Tom Cotton that took place before the Senate uh, Judiciary Committee with the attorney general. Are you aware of conversations between your Department of Justice officials and White House officials and the members of the school board association all cooperating together, which is why you were able to move in four days, Judge. Four days, two of which were weekends. As I said, I am sure there were conversations with the White House. I have no idea whether there were conversations with the school board association. Well, I, I bet we're going to find out if there were, and if it doesn't happen now, it'll happen in 15 months when Republicans are in charge. Well, there's well, uh, through the Parents Defending Education, a national grassroots organization uh, issuing or requesting through Freedom of Information Act requests, they've gotten the emails and they've been able to establish that there was uh, collaboration between the White House. The White House actually asking uh, for this letter. We've not seen all of the documents, but clear that this was being set up by the Biden administration. Um, now, what was happening, and, and actually, Al, you joined us in Loudoun County in Leesburg, Virginia, for our Pray Vote stand, which was the epicenter of what was happening in public education, with parents speaking out about these uh, gender-confused policies, bathroom policies, in which a, uh, we've had two girls sexually assaulted by a boy, biological boy, wearing a skirt, using the women the girls' facilities. Um not to mention the CRT, the pronoun uh, issues. Right. Um, are you surprised parents are pushing back? I mean, it's it's about time, right? And you know what's interesting, Tony, is that and Senator Cotton made the point. We, you know, the government had to be colluding for the government to move this quickly. Yeah, they don't move that quickly. No. We all know that you were in government, so the fact they set it up for them to send the letter so they yeah. could act on it. And it was so obvious to me when I first saw this going down. But to answer your question, I think the uh, what happened in Virginia will now spread across the country. I think it's sort of the, the Tea Party of, of 2010. And I think you're going to see what parents are finally realizing is what we've been saying all along. If you put these people in charge of propaganda and indoctrination, what we've been seeing at the college campus level they're now attempting to bring down uh, into yeah. the lower levels. So, look, if we don't stand up now, and of course, most of us either send our kids to Christian education or homeschool to avoid that. But still, there are a lot of families out there that are being exposed to this. And you mentioned it, just the danger alone. We've been saying from the beginning, when you started with this bathroom stuff, you were opening the door for evil. And that's exactly what you're seeing. I mean, you've seen this. Phil. You, you were at the tip of the spear back in your program where you, 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 I mean, you just spoke truth and you were attacked for it. Are you surprised that they've labeled these parents as domestic terrorists? I quoted a Bible verse to a guy when he said, do you believe homosexual behaviors a sin? Off the top of my head, I said, I'll just quote 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10. 
and that'll give him an answer. Don't be deceived. Neither the sex, sexually immoral, the idolaters, the adulterers, the male prostitutes, the homosexual offenders, the thieves, the greedy, the drunkards, and the swindlers, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yet to sin. And that's what some of you, he added, were. But you were sanctified, you were justified. They turned to the Lord, and the Lord saved them. That's all I did. It took the news media and I guess everybody else three weeks to figure out all I did was quote the man of verse. <laughs> did I believe it? I said, well, we'll see what God said about it. And I figured that would cover it, but they still, they got after me like ravaging wolves, you know, I remember I was on TV defending you. Yeah. One of the few times we appreciate it, <laughs> but it did it, it didn't slow me down at all. I, it, it, it's part of that tyranny. When you start seeing people say, uh, I know my genitals say I'm a male, but actually I'm a female. You say, no, you don't have the right hardware to be a female. Uh, you look in the mirror and think about biology and you ought to, you ought to get it. So oh, when it's science. beyond, when it's beyond you say, so what is going on? It's, it's wicked, yeah. evil. So I, I look at everything that way. You got to remember, Tony. A government fix. I would love to have the sons and daughters of God run the government, but it's not a government fix. It's a it's a hold spiritual that, fix. Hold that thought because uh, we're going through a break. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the Unashamed Podcast. It's what it is designed to do is help people to live unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's in every walk of life. And so, you know, we, we cannot retreat from what the Lord Jesus Christ and his word says, because if we're going to follow him, it's what his word the says. The one thing that's not coming out no, of You can't this. say Hold that. that I got to go to the break. All right, so stay right there. Hold it. All right, folks. He's going to be with us when we get back. I hope you will as well. Don't go away. More Washington Watch to come. Do you want to be able to stay up to date on conservative news? Are you looking for Christian resources to help you stay politically engaged? Then download Family Research Council's Stand Firm app. With all of our content available at your fingertips, you will conveniently be able to stay up to date throughout your busy day. The Stand Firm app will give you access to a variety of resources, such as our most recent episodes of Washington Watch with Tony Perkins, tweets and other social media posts, and our latest blogs, updates, and publications. Additionally, you will have the opportunity to take action and make your voice heard by contacting your elected officials on the issues that most concern you. Visit the App Store on your smartphone or mobile device and search Stand Firm to download Family Research Council's official Stand Firm app. What is religious liberty and why should you care about it? Simply put, religious liberty is the freedom to choose your religious beliefs and to live according to those beliefs. Why should we care about this freedom? At Family Research Council, we care about religious freedom because we believe that it is an inherent human right that all governments have an obligation to protect. Tragically, not all governments do. Religious persecution is a tragic reality around the world that is not often acknowledged by the media even though attacks on people of all faiths continue to increase globally. In Scripture, God calls Christians to pray and care for the persecuted church, the downtrodden, and those who cannot help themselves. 
Therefore, we must be advocates for those persecuted for their faith. To access Family Research Council's latest resources and to learn more about religious freedom and what you can do to help the persecuted, go to frc.org slash religious liberty. Attention university students. Are you looking for an internship that will help you grow as a Christian leader and allow you to positively influence the culture? Then Family Research Council's internship program is for you. FRC's life-changing 12 to 15-week internship program will prepare and equip you for the next step in your professional journey. You'll enjoy a speaker series focusing on careers and callings, lectures from prominent conservative leaders, and weekly biblical worldview training. All of these offerings were created to aid you in your personal and professional development. As an intern, you will have the opportunity to work side-by-side with our experts in policy, communications, event planning, and more. The real-world experience you gain will prepare you to pursue a career of influence and make a difference wherever God calls you. This paid internship offers fully funded housing in the heart of downtown D.C., giving you the chance to experience our nation's capital. Visit frc.org internships to apply. Welcome back. I'm Tony Perkins, your host, and you're listening to Washington Watch, and the surroundings are a little different than normal. That's because we're in the studios of the Unashamed podcast with uh, Phil and Al Robertson. And uh, guys, let's just jump right into that where we kind of left off. Um, Phil, let's talk about the Unashamed podcast. You were talking about the scripture and how it speaks to these issues uh, and that's what the Unashamed podcast is about, about helping believers live in a world that has been turned upside down uh, in a way that is salt and light to the world around them. Yeah. When you, when you look at the message, God becoming flesh, the world still to this day counts time by Jesus Christ, whether they want to admit it or not. He dies on a cross for the sins of the world, was buried and raised from the dead that gives an individual hope. There's, there's hope built into that without hope, without God, there's no hope. And all these things in the Bible about, you know, love your neighbor, love God, do what's right, help your neighbor, be generous. All those things have rewards. It's all about hope. And when they, a human being loses that, and if enough of them lose it, it turns south, and it's an ugly sight. But our hope is not a, a wishful hope that, well, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. Our hope is a certainty That's right. that is based upon the transcendent truth of God's Word That's and right. the finished work of Jesus Christ. So we can right. anchor to that. That's the anchor for our soul. Yeah. And then we feel like the Unashamed Podcast was God's next provision for us. We had a show that was on national television, but it was also under a, you know, a media company that was owned by a bigger corporation. And as you explained earlier, we quickly ran afoul of the powers that be once they get to know what you really believe. So, you know, Blaze approached us, Blaze TV, about doing this podcast, and they were encouraging us to use scripture and to to make it spiritual and biblical because it's a conservative political platform, but they wanted guys like us there. And that's the beauty of freedom. Some guy came up there, one of the production crew, and they said, uh, there's some people that, that think that you shouldn't use pray in the name of Jesus. I said, why would you care if I prayed in the name of Jesus, thanking him for our food? 
I said, why would you have an issue with that? And he said, well, you know, I might offend some people who are not Christians. And I said, well, just count me out on this outfit. I'm, I'm, I've had enough. So I'm done with the show. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So they smoothed that over and they said, well, you can go ahead and say the prayer at dinner. I said, okay. So I prayed, I, I bowed down my head and I said, father, forgive this rotten bunch out of LA and New York for not acknowledging you and your son, Jesus, who died for me. I pray that you'll give them time to repent before your wrath comes upon them. And I pray in this in the name of Jesus. And look, I raised my head up. I said, what do you think? And they said, Mr. Robinson, could you pray again and maybe tone it down a little? <laughs> a little less on my hellfire. I thought to myself, I said, you know, we're, we're in a mess here. We, we were two, two, two uh, ideologies. But, but that is a perfect picture of believers today in a culture that has yep. gone to the dark side, really. I mean, we talk about what's happening in public education. I mean, did, did you ever envision the day when bathrooms would be open to anybody who wanted to use them, that boys could use girls' bathroom showers? I mean, give me a break. I mean, this is insane. It is. So those believers trying to walk out their faith according to Scripture, not according to opinion, but according to Scripture, are going to have the same type of conflict that you've had, that I've had, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, the Benham brothers and, right. and others who have publicly walked out there. I'm at the point where, although my word might, might, might not mean much, but I tell my sons and their children, I said, don't send your children to public schools. Yeah, no, I've already that. that we've announced that. If at all possible, parents should homeschool their kids. Yeah, put them in a, a Christian environment. That's right. Um, but that doesn't mean we we should abandon public education right. because there's so many kids still there that can't get out. We need to be running for school board. Yes, uh, we need to be sending Christian teachers into the classroom as missionaries. But when God gave parents the responsibility and the authority to educate their children. You can delegate the authority, but you can never delegate the responsibility. That's right. That always resides with the parents. Um, Al, how can folks find out more about the podcast, Unashamed? Uh, well, you know, anywhere you can get your podcast from iTunes or Spotify or any places like that. Of course, we're there, Unashamed with Phil and Jace Robertson. And also, of course, uh, we film it, as you as you see from your setup right. here. And so you can also go to YouTube and find it there. And do it quickly because I'm on one of the yep. upcoming. That's editions. right. Tony, you, were so you'll know, you were fantastic. I, I've never owned a cell phone and I've never clicked on to the computer ever. I know nothing about him. Well, you're a blessed man. <laughs> I, 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 but, but he's surrounded by people like me. Tell me what that is. What he's, am I missing, Tony? What am I missing? You're not missing much. You're missing. You're, you're probably missing a few headaches. If, if, right. People can't uh, track you down. Hey. I, I want to go back before we run out of time because we talked about the Democratic Party platform, the Republican Party platform, two very contrasting documents, one representing uh, life as being sacred, created in the image of God, also human sexuality, according to uh, tradition and scripture and biology, I yep. should add. Uh, but uh, Rona Ronald McDonald, uh, McDaniel, the uh, chairman of the RNC, just recently announced RNC Pride Coalition, uh, which is uh, spearheaded by log cabin Republicans. This is, to me, in crazy when you see what happened. You mentioned Virginia and that parents up in arms about this gender confused ideology that's being pushed by these groups. 
now you have the, the head of the Republican Party pursuing this. Yeah. I mean, this is a recipe for, in my view, for conservatives, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not wed to the Republican Party, right. but they have been a vehicle. This would be a disaster for them. Uh, tyranny has gone mainstream, Tony. Tyranny has gone mainstream. That's a, that's a sad day for America. I'm praying for a mass repentance. And without it, I can't see us coming out of this. We have to turn. I, 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 I agree. And I don't I think you can. I, I think that's the problem with parties. You mentioned it because what will happen is you'll go along and think, well, we're going to take 90 percent of, of truth and tradition. And then but we're going to add in another 10 percent just to fit in. Right. And the minute you leave truth and tradition, then you're in serious right. trouble. And I think that's what happens to any party. And, and here we are. Christians in a fallen world that as Jesus in the wheat and the tares, the parable of the wheat and the tares, paints a picture of the end times where the evil is going to become more pronounced, but so is the good. That's right. This is a great opportunity. I mean, we talked uh, today on the podcast about the fear that people have been living under because of the, the virus. You know, I'd rather die from a virus mm -hmm. than live in fear of a virus. That's right. And, well put. And, well and so we have these people that are that are Christians that, for some reason, are not willing to stand boldly and proclaim truth in the midst of a culture that has lost an understanding of truth. I'm far more saddened by it all than being mad. Yeah, I, I'm sad yes, more than I, mad. And, and I think where most of the the world and, and a lot of our, our countrymen have missed it from a conservative perspective, is that we're speaking the truth, but we speak the truth in love. We, we want all people to be saved, right. to do the right thing. And so we have to consistently say that because they say you're a hater, but you're not. I mean, we uh, want people to do what God wants them to do for the salvation of themselves and other people. Yep. But what we have allowed to happen is we've conflated the term love and affirmation. Great point. We love all people. And, and we, we're told to even love those who hate us. That's right. Yep. But we're not told to affirm every choice that humans make. That's right. And, if, and look, the Bible says clearly what's right and what's wrong. We should do the same. I right. mean, we shouldn't back off. Of it's that. not. And that goes back to as Christians. This is where I think so many Christians get hung up on this because the Bible says, as you quote Romans 1, or I'll just go to something even more simple. And, and that is what Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Yep. And people say, you're that narrow-minded that you think only people can come <laughs> to God through Jesus? It's not me. I didn't say it. Jesus said That's that. Right. And if I'm going to follow him, then I have to adhere by to what he says. And so for Christians, it's not our opinion. It's the Word of God. We just have to stand on the Word. Exactly. Yep. I agree 100%. And, and yep. look, I, I think I think we... We know the right way as long as we're consistent in both living that and also freely speaking of that. And Tony, what, what you guys are doing, we talked about this on our podcast today, it, it paves the way to help hold back 
those that try to silence us. And so we thank you for that because oh. we, if we don't have a platform to be able to talk about unashamed, if we allow right. corporations to come in and silence yes, us. Yes, Tony has a tougher job than we do. Well, he's, he's we in the, the, we're the near the swamp, a real swamp. He's <laughs> I, in the terrible swamp. I'm telling you. Yeah, and I don't have a shotgun. Exactly. Either. I'm I'm telling you, I don't even have a gun there. <laughs> but it, it, it is the body of Christ, as Paul described, many members, one body, yeah, and we right. all have a role to play. And, and I'll be the first, and we talked about this on the podcast, America's hope is not going to be found in Washington. It's not going to be found in Baton Rouge. It's not going to be found in any capital. It's going to be found in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we have to make sure that we're involved in the policies that either make it easy for that gospel to go forth or make it difficult. And so as Christians, we can't abandon the culture. We've got to be informed, educated, and engaged but always operating out of the hope, the hope that springs eternal, because my hope is not built on the next election. It's not built on the next piece of policy that may or may not pass. My hope is anchored in eternity. And that's where if Christians, if we, if we get that understanding, we're not on this roller coaster. Yes. You know, we, we don't, the world's not over when we lose an election. Disappointing. Yes. Over? No. Exactly. I'm 75, Tony, and I'm running out of time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got five minutes left. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we've been in Matthew, we've been studying, and Jesus talked about the message of Jonah, you know, and then he kind of compared it to himself right. going into the ground for three days. But, you know, you think about it, the message of Jonah was pretty simple, and he didn't want to speak it, but right. there was a whole civilization that needed a message of repent or the end is near. Right. I yep. mean, that was the message. It was simple. And Jonah was as reluctant as a man could be about sharing that message. He did it anyway, and the people turned. And so to your point of hope, I think that's why you have to consistently be a messenger. Because yep. look, I mean, the message is repent, change, or the end is near. And I yep. think, Dad, you and I talked about today after our podcast. Yep. I mean, we're worried about our country and our culture yep. because it's and we should be. And we should Jesus be. wept when he looked at Jerusalem. Yes. Because his heart was broken. It's a sad day. And and I think we should do the same. I know sometimes there's righteous indignation over what we see, but our hearts should be grieved by what's I happening. I think America is better than this. Yeah. I would I would encourage them to just think think about it. Right. I think we're better than this. And I think we're coming up on a very historical moment. December the first, the US Supreme Court will hear oral arguments in the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, which is the abortion case, the 15-week ban coming out of Mississippi, which challenges the constitutionality of Roe v. Wade. That uh, nearly 50 years, half a century, the the law of our land has been abortion on demand, which has led to over 60 million unborn children having their lives Mm. snuffed out. Mm We will be having a prayer event on that Sunday night preceding that on December the 28th in Jackson, Mississippi, the epicenter of this case. Mm. And uh, and folks, I want to encourage you to join us to find out how you can be a part of that. Text the word together to 67742, 67742. We'll be praying from coast to coast, border to border, 7 p.m. Central Time that night, that the court would get this right and that we would truly see a nation repent and repent in the Greek, metanoia means to turn, change your mind, and go the other direction. And so this could be the culmination of decades worth of prayer and action on behalf of Christians. I'd love to see it. Wouldn't it be an amazing day to see that blight removed after now almost 50 years? 
of what it's done and how it's destroyed us and whole whole cultures. I think of the people. ramifications of it would be uh, would be fantastic. Right, I really do. Right. Just as we've seen the ramifications of the Roe v. Wade decision, exactly. we see the, the the violence in our streets. I don't think you can disconnect the devaluing of human life That's that right. we've seen That's in America right. with abortion. You yep. can't do it. And That's especially right. how it's aimed at African-Americans and others. I mean, it has been tragic at, at a level that it has to be of Satan because how else could it be so affected yeah. at hurting so many people? It's terrible. Again, text the word together to 67742 and be a part of this historic night of prayer. That is uh, Sunday, November the 28th. We'll be in Jackson, Mississippi. If you're in the neighborhood, you can join us there at New Horizon Church. Uh, If not, you can join us online to find out how. Text the word together to 67742. Phil, Al, always great to uh, to be with you guys. You are always welcome to come north and use our studio. Right, and and also, will, will Miss Kay cook lunch like uh, we had today? Oh yeah, that's just part of the deal. Oh yeah, uh, that was uh, that was a real treat. <laughs> it was. You know, you run up on these little girls about fifteen or sixteen. They're quiet. They don't say anything. But they get in their seventies, like Miss Kay, and you can't shut them up. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> it's best I'm not saying I'm not. that. Or she's you know, this is, this, now, but she's program. a good woman. I wouldn't trade her for anybody. I'll tell you that. You know, this isn't like your podcast. I can't edit it. It's live. <laughs> Well, folks, I want to thank you for joining us and check out the Unashamed podcast. And uh, it's it's great, inspiring, encouraging, biblical conversation and application. And again, text the word together to 67742 to find out how you can be a part of Pray Together for Life. Until next time, I leave you once again with the encouraging words of the Apostle Paul found in Ephesians 6, where he says, when you've done everything you can do, when you've prayed, when you've prepared, and when you have taken your stand, by all means, keep standing. Washington Watch with Tony Perkins is brought to you by Family Research Council and is entirely listener-supported. Portions of the show discussing candidates are brought to you by Family Research Council Action. For more information on anything you've heard today or to find out how you can partner with us in our ongoing efforts to promote faith, family, and freedom, visit TonyPerkins.com. Also, to leave a comment about Washington Watch, call our watch line at 1-866-372-7234. That's 1-866-372-7234.